The Very Serious Crafts Podcast is now on Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash seriouscrafts to support our podcast. Get early access to episodes, find out about our unfiltered Patreon-only off-week episodes, and more. You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. We're very serious crafters, and we craft very serious crafts. Very serious. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Molly from Wild Olive. I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors. And I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied. Today we'll be talking about looms, more video game crafting, and make, do, and mend energy. Wee! Yeah! <laughs> um, oh, yeehaw! Yeah, yeah. We've all been pooped up, um, uh-huh. as probably everybody who's listening also has. Absolutely. So, uh, sorry if we're weird. Solidarity, friends. Weirder. Yep. Also, not sorry at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um. Being cooped up and also just like it's it's spring, so maybe there's a little bit of normal like spring cleaning vibes that pe- some people were having. It definitely hit my mom, and um, <laughs> and I'm not gonna complain about the fact that she thinks that it really needs to hit me as well. She's right, but it has not hit me. But anyway, um, <laughs> ah, well, so we have a very old upright piano, and. She was cleaning it and also just kind of checking it out, looking at it and whatever. And it has not sounded good for a while. And Mm -hmm. she figured it probably just needed to be tuned. But she was cleaning it and she opened up the front Uh and she found why it was not sounding good. And it was because there was a giant wad of fusible interfacing inside the piano. (laughs) Like, what? Why? (laughs) How? I mean, you're obviously responsible, right, Molly? (laughs) I mean, it would, all signs would point to that being my fault. But I swear I didn't put the (laughs) interfacing inside the piano. Oh my goodness. That's really funny. It's like, (laughs) I. What? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is about, but how yeah. How how large of a piece would you would you say yards. it was? Several yards. What? <laughs> what? Yes. Yes. It was I like mean... this <laughs> It was all scratched out. Was it making a noise? I my best guess is that like Something happened and someone mm. thought that they needed to, like, deaden the sound or, like, pad the front from, like, rattling or something. But I don't – that's weird. I don't – that doesn't make any sense to me. But, it's, yeah. And sadly, and no I actually – No one knew. No one knows? I No one <laughs> No one has any idea how it got there, which would suggest that it's been there so long that whoever put it there actually forgot doing it. Or that you have a ghost. Or that we have a ghost. I was just going to say some child in the house at some point. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Um, Now I'm thinking, though, ghost was like wearing the fusible interfacing like a sheet. And then like went and got trapped inside of the piano. I don't know. I mean, it happens. (laughs) Sometimes you're trying to go through an object and your fusible interfacing just gets stuck. It it fused. And you were just trying to wear a ghost costume. I know. I I know. The sad thing was I actually needed fusible interfacing for a project like a month or so ago. and, And I actually bought a whole bunch more, like a lot more. So, but this was so gross. It's not usable. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, fine. But still, that is that is not what I was expecting the story to do. Uh-huh. Huh. <laughs> so that. Well, uh, in, in additional um what well, I was going to say in additional quarantine adventures, but I just need to get this out of my system. Unless you're quarantined. It is not a quarantine. I yes. am not quarantined. I am sheltering in place. Precisely. And yeah, so unless you're under a medical quarantine. <clears throat> all right, I'm done being uh-huh. pedantic. 
Okay. Um, uh, I, I feel like it's a matter. I feel like it's a matter a matter of like understanding, though. Like that, I think those words are being so, used so synonymously by yes. Oh, perhaps people at all levels of our society and government. Lol. Oh, it's not. Um, that I'm not that saying it's not people's it. fault oh. if they don't understand. I have also. Oh, I see. I have okay. also yeah. used quarantine the wrong way simply for the the Same. effect. So you know. That, oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm not even saying that I haven't done it. I <laughs> just every once in a while feel the need to acknowledge that I actually know what those words mean. <laughs> um, but I'm trying not to get stuck on it, which is why I'm using it incorrectly. <laughs> so I yeah. don't. So my head doesn't explode. Anyway, yeah. um, speaking of of heads exploding, no, uh, mm, uh, awkward. Um, I don't understand where everybody is finding all of this new free time that is being talked about. Uh-huh. I like, did mine get lost in the mail? Is it coming? Because I don't have any new time to take on big projects or to catch up on fill in the blank thing and uh-huh. i'm very confused uh fair. yes yes very fair um i had someone okay. yeah <laughs> someone asked oh so like what has everyone ba- been baking since since this all started and i was like uh nothing i'm still working and I feel like I've gotten more added to my plate. So, no. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, but, it, yeah. My, my spouse um, normally works in an office and I work from home. Yeah. So since the three of us sit at home and we have for years working for ourselves, we're like really yeah. aware of our own like anxiety and depression and up and down and procrastination and like when we're just not feeling like working and when there's like. Right. Like all and then like the anxiety of being alone, how to manage your loneliness, blah, blah, blah. We've done that. We've got that down. But it's really funny. For many years. Yeah. (laughs) And it's really funny watching people who like really, really like they are people who don't work from home and they know that they want to not work from home and they don't have a choice right now. And they're all grappling with this stuff that they were like, I didn't even want to deal with this. Trying to get work done from home and like. Even just talking to my husband with him being like, I can't even focus. I can't do anything, but I made a loaf of bread every day for the last five days. What's happening? And I was like, you're getting used to it yourself. You're getting used to dealing with your own garbage. That's true. Like, yeah. And I guess that is, we should say, we're not making fun of anybody who's doing that. It's Mm -hmm. just that we know. Yeah. We relate so hard. Exactly. And yeah. watching everybody else who doesn't usually do this go through this, we're just like, oh, oh, yes, we know. And you and like you would go through it without being prepared, even when you're the one who's like, I've saved for years and I have resigned my job and I have this plan. You still, yeah. however many months or years or days in, depending on your personality, have to confront your own limitations. I highly recommend And also therapy. your brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and like and feeding also... yourself and not having a stocked break room or a vending machine, like being entirely <laughs> responsible for all of your things. It's a thing. Uh, yeah. And also we would like a little bit of that free time where we could go, I don't know what else to do but bake a, lo- a loaf of bread. So, you yeah. know, I, we're also a little jealous. I really like baking bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's just really funny because it's so relatable. Yes. yes. <laughs> it is incredibly relatable. <laughs> what a oh, long boys. chatter we just had. Yeah. yeah. We. Sorry. No, it's or good. Um, so then before right. we actually jump into our full-on talking, we want to give a shout-out to all of the serious friends of the Very Serious Crafts podcast who are now supporting us at patreon.com slash seriouscrafts. Many thanks to you all. You are the best. Uh, thanks for yes, making this possible. Definitely yes, definitely the best. Yeah. Many and we love you. Indeed. So now, um, <laughs> in the midst of talking about quarantine and shelter in place and self-isolation, uh, which, I mean, again, we often self-isolate for our own purposes. <laughs> but Yeah, uh, we do. <laughs> uh, introverts unite! Yes. Separately in our own homes. 
Um, <laughs> well, yes. And without speaking to each other generally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, anyway, so one of the things Yay, that I have been enjoying, <laughs> yes, um, I've been enjoying this and not as much as other people have been enjoying this because, see, no free time. But um, <laughs> if we were to go back like a year, it was like, I think around... February of 2019, we had an episode where we talked about video games and crafting and crafting in video games. Mm -hmm. And I would like to revisit that briefly because a new game recently came out called Animal Crossing New Horizons. And I have played Animal Mm -hmm. Crossing since uh, like back when GameCube was a thing from Nintendo. And this new version just came out and it is it is extra craft heavy. And I'm so delighted. Oh, Jeremy's been playing that. I don't know what it is. It's very much in the zeitgeist right now, as they say. So (laughs) the the idea behind this game is that you are a human, childlike person, uh, and you live in... Yes, I am. (laughs) 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 And... You live in this adorable little place. In this particular case, it's a deserted island that you are now transforming into a livable habitat. Yes. There are there are little animals who live there that are these characters that you interact with. So Okay. I'm um, in. All of this. Yeah, it's it is so much fun. And you like you I I mean other people look at it and they're like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm fishing, y'all. Like Leave me alone. I have to go chop down a tree and collect some fruit, okay? Look, I'm there's very a butterfly. I'm used about my husband playing this. He usually plays first-person shooter games. Maybe. I, I hear it's calming. It's very it's calming It's super to calming. And, like, the music itself, mm. there are, like, long play tracks on YouTube. If you search for Animal Crossing music, and, like, you can just put it on in the background and just mm-hmm. chill out. It is so peaceful and wonderful. So my husband's been newer. Oh, sorry. I was going to say on those like soothing game during Corona um, on that same wavelength. Ed's been Mm. obsessed again with Zelda. So I think there must be something where there's this like childlike, like like, playing games that bring people who are into gaming. Super Mario Brothers 3 keeps coming up in my friend group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which Sorry, was I, my favorite. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, but yeah, so one of the newer aspects that they've added into the game is that they have what they call DIY recipes. And so... Cute. I know. I love the terminology. I'm going to... When I write posts now, instead of saying, here's a tutorial, I'm going to say, here's my new DIY recipe. Um, <laughs> but they, so you, like, learn how to make things. Basically, it's just here's the materials you need in order to make this wardrobe or floral arrangement. You know, there's all kinds of things. And so you you collect the materials right. that you need and then you have these little workbenches and you, you know, you start hammering and sawing and there's a cloud of dust and then all of a sudden you've, you've made something um, delightful. It's not like actively making <laughs> Just like thing. in you real just... life. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what happens when I... Um, when I embroider something, there's this cloud of dust and I'm all frenzied and then poof, embroidery. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. only. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it has it has those and you can um, create these different things and you add to what you can make along the way. And as you grow and expand your island, you get new crafting materials as well. So now I've started growing bamboo and I don't know yet what I will be using the bamboo for, but it will come mm-hmm. along. But then in addition to I'm that... I'm guessing a structure. I would think. I think some kind of structure would be good. I could imagine... Um, a boat. A boat, yes. Or um, like climbing playground equipment or whatever. There's also, oh, in addition yeah. to the things you can make, there are things that you can buy or things that just like appear in a present from a balloon that's floating overhead and you have to shoot the balloon down with your slingshot it's a little random at times <laughs> but fun well some of the that sounds the items deeply that pleasant it is so some of the items that you can acquire in this are craft themed so personally i have a spinning wheel and a, a pink sewing machine i have a little like wooden 
sewing box, like the sewing baskets, but where it's made of wood and it opens up and you can see the little supplies inside. I have a um, a sewing project that you can like set out on a table. So it's got like fabric and scissors and things. And it's just so cute. And by the way, I should give a public thank you to my friend Becca who sent me some of those items uh, because it's you can like trade items back and forth as well. And so what I'm seeing is a lot of people, some people that I know personally and other people that I just have encountered, people are making little craft rooms in their house in the game. And it's just <laughs> the cutest. Um, I'm a like, fan. One person I know, she put up, she has a macrame wall hanging in her little craft <laughs> area to go no, with. It. Like, there's also, there's cute. like... I know there's a, a <laughs> like a vintage sewing machine like in you know like the treadle sewing machine you can get that. Um, oh, I just added an iron. I already have board. one. I true, true. But you can actually go up Not to it and like does. <laughs> when you like tap on it, you can like see it running. Like you can see the little treadle going. It's so cute. That's so anyway, adorable. I have just found and I've definitely seen other people enjoying this like virtual world and they go and like visit each other and trade back and forth and it's just fun and it's light and it's nice to have that little bit of a a break in things where you can literally escape to another world and do some crafting in it so that <laughs> yeah. is all <laughs> that I... sounds fun I'm not the biggest video game person but I really appreciate them um I think thanks yeah. to my husband being obsessed and Oh, I might have to actually cave and play Animal Crossing. He'll be so excited. <laughs> yeah. I don't generally understand video games. They don't make sense to me. I, d yeah. I don't understand why. I, I think I said this in the last conversation yeah. we had about this. I don't understand why you would invest time into something that gives you nothing. Well, um, But I also know that what it gives you is joy and entertainment. Yeah. And that I just don't get it. And for and my husband, it gets him into a flow state like crafting does for me. Yeah. Oh, and that I makes sense. Yeah. But I kind of want to try it is where I was headed. With yeah. That. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking with my friend Katie yesterday and she has no interest in playing because she would rather be physically crafting. Right. Which I totally get. Mm -hmm. And in fact, that's why I don't even play as much as some folks do, because I, you know, I don't want to devote lots of time to that. I have other things to be working on that I have to do. Maybe I'd like to devote more mm -hmm. time, but I really can't. Yeah. But um but her partner oh, likes I playing. Did fall face first into the Sims. Oh yes, I can in see my that. teenage years. <laughs> yes, definitely. Y you can imagine. Um, I just didn't sleep. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, so Katie's partner um plays and so they were like working mm -hmm. out a um a system where her partner would will play as Katie, like create a, a custom um, character as Katie. And then Katie will direct the whole thing and be like, no, change my <laughs> hair like this. Oh, build this. No, put this there. And they That's think fun. that could actually work out for them. So she'll, Katie will sit there knitting and then her partner will take care of the video game part. <laughs> I kind of love that. That you know, makes me very happy. Quality time together. <laughs> that's really that's really cute. That's really cute as well. It is. Yes. I think that that could be fun. <laughs> oh, and just just to help mm. segue this, uh, I have not received it yet, but there is in fact a loom in the game. So take it away, oh. Haley. <laughs> All right. So um, in sort of a similar vein, in that. Uh, looms and electronics are involved i came across this article um on vice that was from 2018 but it was talking about um a project that happened in uh 2017 so it's not even recent it's just very apt for the moment mm -hmm. um and it was uh, based on a project by two artists whose names I'm going to epically screw up, I think. But um, Katie Hippa and Emma Wood. 
And they traveled to Latvia to make art at this uh, interdisciplinary art collective. And because Latvia is a country that is known for its looms and weaving culture, Mm -hmm. and also it has a pretty severe e-waste problem, they decided to combine the two and built these very charming, very weird functional looms using all of this e-waste. And so they, generally speaking, are pretty simple looms that you might recognize as like kids' looms or something like that. But they also have all of these electronic components, so you can push buttons and they'll play songs or um, pick up a a phone receiver and it will do certain things. The lights flash. And as far as I can tell, there's a video that I will definitely link to. Um, I'm not sure that the electronic components... I think the looms themselves, rather, are manual, Mm. as far as I can tell, although that may not be the case for all of them. It might just be the ones that I've actually seen, but it's a really fun combination of this traditional manual craft and just being weird <laughs> and like making things that don't make any sense to stack up together, but their parts can sort of work as all of these different parts of a loom, and you wouldn't necessarily think that that would be the case. And so it's they're really fun, and there are several articles um, on uh what is called the e-waste apocalypse looms. I like that name. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, that phrasing came from Hackaday, which uh, I think was the first place to report on this. Mm-hmm. But it's really kind of neat. Cool. And yeah. Like, I, I, I love I opened, it. I opened up the, the picture that you had... Uh, marked here and i was like whoa that yeah right wow yeah and they're so cute yes exactly almost anthropomorphic i'm not really sure why well like because they don't like have faces or structures like that but you also kind of want to pet them and put them in your pocket like they're very (laughs) cute well, and I love that on the one, it looks like they're weaving out of strips of plastic bag. So in addition to making use of the e-waste, they're also using another material that normally is not doing anything but filling landfills. So that's cool. Yeah, it, <laughs> that's it's very cool. really neat. I agree. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, just some ideas for if you're stuck inside and have a bunch of electronic equipment just hanging out, you know, once you go all office space on everything in your apartment. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I'm saying is we're going to be inside for a while. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's funny, though, that you made that reference because literally this morning I was having a conversation with my family that I am stuck in the house with about how uh, Friday should be Hawaiian shirt day. So. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is a podcast, so no one can see it, but I can give you an ASMR moment with my red stapler. (laughs) Stapler Are we ready? Yeah, staplers. Are you going to click it? (laughs) Yes. We've all lost our minds. Matter of fact, I have two red staplers, a red um, scotch tape dispenser, and a red staple remover. Pencil sharpener. Yes. Ooh, I have a pencil sharpener too, but it's Ooh. mounted to the wall. Can we just anyway? Say, can we just rattle things at our microphones instead of doing a normal podcast? That sounds really fun. I, I we just did. Okay. Oh. Fine. <laughs>
And now that we've had that moment. Yeah. So (laughs) speaking of coronavirus uh, shelter in place energy. Yeah. (laughs) Which is what we clearly all have. (laughs) Um, One thing that all three of us, like I was kind of noticing on Instagram and in stuff we shared online on various places that all three of us were similarly expressing this like sense of energy and enthusiasm for a lot of make do and mend things that are coming out of the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I probably should have researched this. So jump in if either of you know that I'm just spreading falsehoods right now. Make do and mend <laughs> originally was like it, it that phrase and that like mindset with um, using recycled materials, reusing things and giving them as much length of life as possible came out of Britain at the end of and after World War II, correct? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my understanding, yes. Okay. Cool. Then um, tell me if I'm making up lies, but I'm going to just go with it now. It, Thank make you. Do and Mend was an actual pamphlet mm-hmm. that yeah, like a, um, the a, British military a issued during yeah. World War II. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Haley. Then I don't have no to problem. Google it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, my make do and mend energy has really um, manifested in extending the life of perishable items in my fridge. Um, in a way that, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> well, no, like I mean, I am a 32 year old urban dwelling person who lives a block from my food co op. So, right. and there's a farmer's market every week in my neighborhood. Like, it's a bougie neighborhood, I freely admit. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so one of the things that my husband and I had gotten used to was buying enough perishable items for a household of two and not really having to keep stuff longer because we don't oh, have kids. I see. We can go right. to the store whenever we want. We If we buy milk, we buy, like, a pint or maybe even a tiny carton because we don't go through that much. There's It's just a different sort of lifestyle thing. Sure. Um, but specifically extending the life of um, bread into breadcrumbs that's about to turn, that's been useful because my husband mm-hmm. keeps making bread. <laughs> um, also, I would that's like to a add lot of bread. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's um, a favorite use because uh, being part of a big family and like that's mm-hmm. fairly normal. But one of my mom's favorites is to take the left the bread that's starting to that is about to go and making fresh croutons for salad. Oh, that's, I like that idea. Especially if you can put some, like, herbs on there. Exactly. Sautés that up, and they last, Mm -hmm. they last, you know, days or more at that point. So, yeah. Yeah. That and um, freezing milk, it turns out, is super easy. Um, Yeah. And and one of my new neighbors in my building is a baker, like, full-time job as a baker. She manages Mm -hmm. this really cute shop. And she was like, hey, everyone... Who wants a lot of free dairy product? Because I have to get rid of these, and she can't. She couldn't donate them to a lot of places because it's milk that's like been in their freezer. Like there's some, there was some limitation on who they could give it to. Sure, so, like chain of custody issue. Yeah, something like that that I didn't really understand. Um, but anyway, so we ended up with an extra gallon of milk, a quart of heavy whipping cream, and 15 eggs out of nowhere that had already that's like, awesome. been in the fridge for a while. So. Those were specific things that I was like, I feel like it's my moral responsibility to, like, respect the fact that I have perishable items that I might not have access to in a yeah. month, let's yep. say, if some logistics stuff goes out of whack. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, where my passion has really been. That and then um, finally doing things like cutting up my shredded towels to use as rags or even recyclable napkins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people are freaking out because they can't get paper towels for like cleaning their counter. And I'm like, save that for your tush. Just go make a washcloth out of a towel. Like it's you probably have a couple more towels than you need if you've ever had a guess. Just yep. an idea. <laughs> no shame. Yeah. Just I keep going crazy watching people like not. Be well, able I to mean, function. <laughs> most pieces of clothing. Yeah, exactly. Even <laughs> can be turned mm-hmm. into rags. We yeah. always did that when I was growing up. Yeah. Yep. Because um, my stepdad used to refill shotgun shells and clean guns and stuff and so like soft t-shirts mm-hmm. were apparently perfect for that yeah yeah yep i don't know yep anyway that's, that's i feel like i i was like i'm excited but also this is my soapbox about people like not being able to clean their butts so that's all <laughs> i mean there are lots of you can also make washcloths for that yeah that's true 
Exactly. In <laughs> Love fact, Haley. Um, I, <laughs> well, I, I saw a whole interaction where people were like, young moms were trying to, they couldn't find baby wipes. And that's yeah. like a and thing. And that's scary. But, yeah. um, but again, a mom with, who now her kids are all grown and um, she had a lot of them. She said, you know, if you can get baby washcloths or something similar and you just use those, they work really well. They're reusable. And um, mm-hmm. and in fact, then people were like, yeah, and it it eliminates diaper rash. And there's like all these other benefits yep. to having more reusable things. And um, yep. yeah. I was just going to say the reason that we were already a cloth napkin and hanky household, but specifically hankies, I got on board. Hankies. Yeah, we are too. I got on board hankies because... I was like, first of all, when I was still a public librarian, I was like, I'm going through so much paper waste every day. This is insane and like not like responsible as a citizen of the world. Um, yeah. And then we and then the city would never buy us any. Um, and so I was like, well, I'm just going to get into hankies. And I like to be sanitary, like have four that I would use throughout the day, like time when I would switch them out. And I'm using that practice now during um, when we need to be a little more clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and the hankies ultimately though, I switched to because I stopped getting like eczema all over my face when I stopped using paper products on my face. So interesting. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. And same no, with, that's um, a really good thing to think about. Yeah. And same with makeup wipes versus paper products. My skin is just a lot less irritated all the time. Anyway, mm-hmm. nice. lifestyle stuff. I'm just ranty yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> what, have, what other make do and men stuff have you guys seen that you want to share with our dear listeners? So one of the things that I've really enjoyed seeing over the last few weeks has been um, people who have been inside for a while. And I'm in New York City, so it's kind of a mess here mm-hmm. at the moment. And so a lot of people aren't able to actually like our stores have been closed for quite a while and things like that. So people have been pulling out old supplies or teaching themselves new techniques and or making little videos to help entertain kids. And so um, one of the one of my favorite artists to buy prints from um, KTO Art did a draw a chameleon tutorial that is the cutest. Mm-hmm. And I also had chameleons growing up, so I love chameleons. <laughs> and I it was just a delightful, very quick lesson. And so many people are really generously putting together that kind of content, kind of on the fly and without going overboard with production value and stuff like that, just making things that will make people smile. Yeah. And I've really, really been enjoying that. And, like, also the hilarious home haircuts that have been happening <laughs> across uh-huh. social media. Those it's only have been, been, like, but I'm just going to jump in and say, it's only been two flipping weeks. Who needs their haircut? Where, well, like, okay. what, 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 pre- what prenatal vitamins are you downing that your hair is growing so much in two I weeks? actually do what? need a haircut. I was so I, overdue for a haircut three weeks before this here. started. <laughs> and, um, and I didn't get a haircut right before against that my must, best judgment. That must be what the problem is. Cause I'm like, what the heck? Who's like, what I'm going to be like, steroid by next week. Ugh. I, I this I just found this completely mysterious. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, but I think it's just that people don't know what to do with themselves because yeah. I yes. remember this happening during exam season in college, like when people get super antsy. Like I definitely shaved my head multiple times during exam season. I can't like, say that just... I did that in college, but good for you. Um, <laughs> my head's round. It was fine. Um. <laughs> I actually liked it. It was very easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like that definitely was a thing where people would cut bangs who had no business cutting all, bangs. All yeah. I remember like, is a lot of underage drinking and not so much bangs cutting during exam time in college. Oh, we did both <laughs> at the same time. I was going to say was, hand in hand. That that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although I was the designated hair cutter of my friend group. So of course. I cut a lot of hair um, <laughs> while drinking beer. But anyway, uh, so I, I've just really been enjoying 
the like the group mentality of what's been happening. So like people all coming together to sew masks and sharing who needs what and you know nurses chiming in on designs or things like that. It's it's just been really really nice. Yeah. And um, I, I like feeling like we're all in it together. I had yeah. a question for you, actually, Haley, that would be relevant to our listeners, I would think. Ooh, please. Um, I've gotten some DMs from people um, asking, like, where to find the best resources on weather masks that are homemade work, what what the latest best practices are. What the, Since I know you've been making some for actual use, what is your insight on what to do there? Like, Okay, so... The official CDC line is that as a last resort, um, cloth masks are better than nothing. Okay. And they, the actual scientific facts of cloth masks are that they do not filter small enough, even if you're using extremely tightly woven, to filter out viruses. But... What they do do is provide a slight barrier mm-hmm. and they also prevent you, if you are an asymptomatic carrier, from, say, expelling um, aerosol onto other people. And because the the most recent... Um, uh, New England, New England Medical Journal. Journal of Journal. Medicine. There we go. New yeah. England Journal of you. Medicine. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, report does show that the virus can, in fact, be suspended in the air. Yeah. Um, for well, up to four hours, but in real life situations, probably like half an hour. Yeah. So it's but, a thing for like. It's for keeping germs to yourself, but also, like, if someone sneezes around you within six yeah. feet or something, it is potentially going to be useful. Potentially better than nothing. Yeah. Um, one of the things you do have to think about, though, is that um, once fabric gets wet, bacteria grows at a much faster rate. And so they need to be washed and sanitized pretty frequently. Yeah, and there's I've um, seen, I just made Yeah, I was going to say I've seen like um recommendations for the type of materials you use. For example, when yeah. there have been hospitals that that request them, they're um if it's 100% cotton, they can put them in their yes. sanitizer. And then also, yeah. they're usually requesting certain kinds that help prolong filters or other masks. So it's like a twofold kind of a thing. Yep, there are multiple designs that are either standalone or that are made to cover um, existing N95 masks. Okay. And honestly, I have not seen the real science. I've seen small studies um, on how well they function, but the sample sizes aren't big enough to really read into that data. But um, I don't know. I I just made a bunch of them because my father-in-law just had open heart surgery. Mm -hmm. And this is a really bad time for that to be happening. And so I made a bunch for him and his visitors Mm -hmm. because he is unlikely to use disposable items. That is just not in his ethos. Mm -hmm. And so... I decided um, that going with better than nothing and frequently washing them was at least something. Something. Yeah. Yep. And so that is that's my mm-hmm. my input. And I am not a scientist. I just like to read scientific studies. So would you be willing to link some of those mm-hmm. um, in case listeners want them in the show notes? Yeah, the okay. studies yeah. definitely. Just because um, when none of us are like disclaimery here, none of us are scientists, like et cetera, et cetera. But this is what we have distilled yeah. from actual sources of information that yeah. appear yeah. to be vetted. 
to the best of our knowledge, because we live in that kind of world. Yep. So I, I will li- definitely Says the librarian share. in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the primary sources for at least the information that I'm looking at yeah. are sound. Yeah. It's just that we're learning so much about how this virus works mm-hmm. that the known facts can change pretty frequently. Totally. So I will link to that. And also, um, I sort of made my own version, but um, it's a mashup of two different mask patterns that I've seen recommended specifically by nurses. So I'll link those as well. Um, But if you have real PPE, um, personal protective equipment, wear it. This is not, this is a last resort thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> kind of the, kind of the ultimate make, do, and mend, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Uh, <laughs> but um, um, it's my, my, fa- my father sent me um, an N95 mask that was used and one for my husband. Um, he's a microbiologist and works in a lab. And um, the one time I've gone out in the last 18 days, I wore that and um, latex gloves, which, by the way, you can hand sanitize the outside. So if you go to the bank like I had to, you mm-hmm. can hand sanitize after you touch the ATM and the handle and then have clean gloves for the next thing you do so you're not spreading. So that my dad just said, like, pretty much everything you said, Haley, was wear a mask to basically be a good citizen of the world just in case somebody, in case you mm-hmm. have it and don't know and somebody around you might be a little more at risk or someone yeah. they might come in contact with might be at risk. But the funny mm-hmm. thing about actually wearing gear out on the street, um, and I went out on a, on Monday and there was nobody out on the street. People seemed to sort of be attempting social distancing, but I think don't have an understanding of how far six feet is versus three. It's a lot more than you think. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine the tallest man you've ever met and just stand that far away from everyone. That's like a good rule of thumb. Um, anyway, <laughs> but it's funny because I found that when I went out with my mask on, people mm-hmm. actually gave me lots of room because they all thought I was a leper, <laughs> apparently. And it was yeah. amazing to me. I, I mean, that was the case for the first few days in New York. I happen to have a reusable N95 mask that I already had for like sanding things and mm-hmm. stuff like that um it has unicorns on it it's fancy <laughs> uh, but for the first couple of days because i wear it when i'm out exercising and people were like across eh, the street but yeah. now everybody's everybody here is wearing them yeah. So, yeah, no one's wearing them that i saw that was the other weird thing like families of four out with their dog like, I would watch the mother, like, <gasps> when she saw me with a mask, and I was like, you're safer walking closer to me than anybody else you've passed this afternoon, lady. Like, what is happening here? I know, right? <laughs> cool logic, everyone. Indeed. <laughs> Read books. Oh Read books. If you've got some free time. Read books. I, I actually have a book right now, actually, that oh, I was oh. going to share. Do we it. read some books? So that works really? out. To us. Um, I will, will read be, some will of this it book be, to you. So I'm really like the problem is that I'm really hoping for another reading on the level of stripper cat. That's what I'm really hoping. It for. might be. <laughs> yes. It might be. I will. I, there's there's a word in this that I won't actually read on the podcast. So. Okay. Ooh. Um, so the name of this book. The name of this book is the girl's own book. It is by Mrs. L. Maria Child and was published in Boston in 1834. Um, this is a of course a reprint of the book um it is filled the idea is that these are like things that says um this little book has been compiled with an earnest desire to make it useful in all respects to its readers uh the idea basically being that girls maybe should learn some of these things and some of them I would agree with and others I go, interesting. Hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. But it has like songs and riddles. It has um, it has craft things. It has games. Uh, it's, there's a, a variety. So just in the, in the make, do, and mend energy vibe, um, I, I looked through some things that I thought might be 
good for this time. So here is the mending section. It says stockings should be mended on the wrong side. The stitches very near each other. Small loops left when the needle is drawn through because the yarn will shrink in washing. In weaving across, take up but one thread and leave but one, changing the threads each time you go across. Little girls can mend as neatly as women if they will have patience. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> if they will have patience. If they will have patience. Patches should always be well-shaped and basted on perfectly even. A round, angular, or slanting patch is the sure sign of a... And then she uses a word that you would not... I, I would never refer to a female with this at all. And here it is in this book for little girls in 1834. <laughs> I will read it to you too privately, not while we're recording. Uh, <laughs> she recommends matching stripes, checks, or figures as uh, as closely as possible and so on. Uh-huh. So that's that's her tips on mending. Whoa. That's literally how she says to mend something. It is as simple as that. Um, although uh -oh. more more helpful than the in the section on basket making, and she describes some baskets in a little more detail. But for you can make uh, it says musk melon seed strung on wire form very pretty baskets. What? So, friends, if you are trying to make do and mend right now, just save your musk melon seeds while you're eating and then string them on wire and make them into baskets. Save those Wait, I seeds. know what, what those look like. And I, I, I can't even like, like that's all it says. Now, it talks earlier I really about like, like musk melon, but uh, I don't know that I <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. Other in another place they do like allspice berries should be soaked in brandy to soften them and then the holes and then holes should be made through them they are strung on slender wire which is twisted into such a form as you please Weird. for baskets I, for making a basket yeah that but sounds very artistic for 1834 and also like a, yeah. a big waste of allspice berries <laughs> i i have got to assume some How of the big materials are these that are listed I would think smallish baskets, right? I mean, that makes sense. You don't. Know. Um, they're also using like clove berries. Like I, you, you can't get clove berries now. Like that wouldn't be just a thing you would have. But it was 1834, so you know they were using what they had. Um, yeah. The <laughs> section on embroidery is pretty great. It says, "Remember, this is 1834." She says. This is nearly out of fashion, and I oh. am glad it is. <laughs> uh, for, for it is a sad waste of time. I call it a waste because things so much more beautiful can be produced with so much less trouble than used to be bestowed upon tent stitch, print stitch, etc. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, also, She's also snarky. when muslin... Yeah. Um, so she talks about embroidering on muslin, and it mm -hmm. says, when muslin is too much worn for use, here we are back to mending, the yeah. work can be cut out and sewn upon lace with very little trouble. And if done with care, it looks as well as new work. So there you go. It takes, it requires less taste mm -hmm. to work on lace than on muslin. What? <laughs> less taste? Uh, I don't understand. Uh, that I don't understand, but, I don't understand, but I mean, anyway, but this is you know. when muslin was a fine fabric, um, not yes. what we think of today as muslin, which is a exactly. very different animal. Yes, right. It is a much lighter sheer fabric. But <laughs> um, then, just just in case this goes on for a long time, you know, like it's there have been more and more people prior to the virus apocalypse that have like had. <laughs> backyard chickens for uh mm -hmm. just to keep chickens but in the event that you're concerned welcome to about Brooklyn. not having yeah yeah um so and my grandpa raised chickens so that would have that would be normal if my mom suddenly decided that we are going to have some chickens in the backyard but yeah sure totally if yeah if you are concerned though about not having fine embroidery supplies even though it's uh -oh. apparently going out of fashion and <laughs> not worth your time. Um, 
silkworms. This is how to grow silkworms. This is also included in this book for girls. Uh, it talks about how they that nearly half of the world are clothed with the web they spin from their own bodies. Oh, which is quite a statement to have made uh, at that point. But I mean, wow, it's pre-industrial yeah. revolution, though. So, yeah. Um, but it says a few minutes attention each day for six or seven weeks is all that is necessary to be bestowed upon these industrious little things. One person can attend to 50,000 without difficulty. It takes 2,300 worms to produce a pound of silk. Mm. The principal thing is to keep everything about them very clean and sweet. They must have fresh mulberry leaves two or three times a day, and they must not be covered with dew, dried in the hot sun, or impregnated with any disagreeable smell. <laughs> what? Wait, I take so that back. Go. That's smack in the middle of the Industrial Revolution. So I'm more concerned about stinky I, silkworms. What? <laughs> yeah, well, you'd only need about 50,000 of them. Good uh, lord. Because you can handle that easily. So what? I don't know. This that's doesn't sound weird to me. But that's probably because I make lace. And so yeah. this is sort of part of that world. Like having yeah. the super fine... How do, you, mm-hmm. how do you house 2,300 silkworms? I mean, they just sort of... Well, there's, you I mean, there's small, I mean, she's the saying that you can... Well, no, you put it like a, a cage. A, yeah, I mean, it's kind but. of like keeping bees. But there you go. I mean, I never, I never would have thought of growing my own or, or maintaining my own silkworm farm. I mean, but Molly... Desperate times call for desperate measures. I think you're the only one of us who would have the space to do it, so um, <laughs> I nominate you. I don't, I don't you. know. <laughs> There's a lot of people who live in Molly's house. Well, but That's outside. True. I could do it. I, I don't... Yeah. I have to make sure I keep the dew and the hot <laughs> baking sun off, and I don't want to impregnate them with, with smells. <laughs> I honestly, as I was reading that, I was like, where is this going? Yeah, what the heck? This, I, that's weird. I'm guessing don't put them by the outhouse might be that's the that underlying. Um, yeah, feed them berries and not doo-doo. Like, that's, I think, what that just said. I think so. Hmm. Weird stuff, Molly. Yeah. Weird stuff. <laughs> well... I, I have learned something. Yeah, um, the more you know. That might be taking make, do, and mend a little go. far. Although now I wonder I if you can so. order silkworms in bulk. Silkworms. Who'd have thought? Not me. How about you guys? <laughs> I... <laughs> nope. It wasn't at top of mind. Nope. Yeah. Um, well, be- <laughs> before we let you guys go, um, one thing that I feel like is important for uh, people who make things all the time for a living and are, Mm -hmm. as we've said, filled with sage wisdom about how to work for ourselves for better or worse. (laughs) Um, But one thing... (laughs) Often worse. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One thing that we were talking about um, when we were, like, warming up to record this podcast was um, there's this... It often feels, I think, especially for women and for crafty people right now, like, it feels like we're seeing online all these people being hyperproductive and we're seeing people talk about like basically running a Montessori school for their children, even though they have no background in education, but they suddenly are like a wizard at curating a sensory bin, that kind of thing. Like that kind of like (laughs) gender-based anxiety Uh that we're all just getting shoved down our throat right now. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Like you can let that go. Just FYI. Like you don't have to like become a professional, like, potter or something in the next however many weeks or months we're inside like it's okay if you're depressed and have to deal with your feelings because i certainly have been on that train yeah. how about y'all you can watch some netflix yeah. and do nothing and yeah. it's it's yeah. fine or watch some netflix yeah. and knit in a half way yeah that's also fine yeah um like yeah don't don't write a novel if you don't feel like it yeah it yeah. won't be any like, good if the- you're traumatized let me tell you what <laughs> <laughs> no but um yeah. yeah i mean and, and the the reality is like i i even feel that like i feel the pressure of oh i should be 
blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But should totally. is absolute nonsense right now. Oh, yeah. And I feel it, too. Yeah. You should be taking care of yourself in the way that you need to, not yes. what you think everybody else is doing. And you want to know what's terrible for your, your immune system? Just mm. being depressed and not taking care of your insides, like your feelings. Yep. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I feel like this whole thing has really really magnified the it looks like everybody's doing better on social media than you are nonsense yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and sincerely none of us are i mean even if we're posting things that we've done it doesn't show the amount of time we have sat on the couch watching well, me, bad ghost hunting television. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. Or sleeping. I, I've for been me, sleeping a lot. I took a... I, I'll, I'll, I'll confess to this. I took a bath for five hours on Saturday. And it was nice. the correct thing to do. Because when I realized I was yep. on hour five, I was like, oh, yeah, I apparently needed to be, like, plugged in <laughs> to nothing yeah. for five hours to be okay today. <laughs> and it was and, the yeah. right call. Yeah. And, and it's fine. Like... Just because people are creating content to try to make themselves or you feel better, it doesn't mean you should feel bad if you aren't doing the same thing. Yeah. Because nobody's doing that all the time. Yeah. And then also, like, if you are seeing content from some people who, like, design stuff or whatever, Mm -hmm. for them, they're trying to, you know, keep their living going. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's the other thing to just... That I, that I try to keep in mind is, like, we're all just trying to figure out what the next couple months are going to look like. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think, yeah. um, like, I've been looking at some of the the free content that I would normally like to create. And I'm, I have done a few more things recently. But I felt like that was something that I could contribute to the world right now when I can't contribute in other ways. Like... Um, I'm not able to do bulk sewing for things and I'm thrilled that there are people who have been able to do that, but that just, I can't do that. So I'm doing the part that I can, but I think in that same vein, I think a certain amount of honesty is also contributing. And I think that saying I'm actually having a really hard day today. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think any of us wants to bring anyone else down, but I think that honesty is helpful. Mm -hmm. It's as helpful as someone trying to encourage someone else, right? Yeah, I agree sense? completely. Yeah, agreed. Not knowing or knowing that you're not alone is really important. Mm-hmm. And I promise yeah. you're not. And yeah. it's okay if yeah. you're not okay. Yep. Well, I have something that I totally forgot about till just now, but it's a positive from one of our listeners to end the episode on. Oh, yes, please. If you guys want me to okay. read this Instagram uh-huh. we got. Just in an effort because it's important to acknowledge we're sad, but it's also, I find I can acknowledge when I'm sad, but I need to end every interaction on something that seems at least a little optimistic to keep my mindset more yeah. positive. You know yeah. what I mean? Totally. All right. So on Instagram, we got this direct message from at waffle underscore butter, which isn't crazy. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. And they write, hey, ladies, did you know that the official word for fabric scraps in the Victorian era was cabbage? I'm just listening to the latest half-stitched episode, a.k.a. the episode that's Patreon only, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) Join us! (laughs) I'm just listening to the latest half-stitched, and all of the mentions of these scraps that you, and by you I mean we, all have, might be a little less shameful and more cute if we readopt the term fabric cabbage. Maybe. Maybe. But either way, thanks for (laughs) continuing with the episodes during these trying-slash-bizarre-slash-anxiety-inducing times. It is very much appreciated. Um, I oh. love that. Yeah, that's like I something that. I all, would inject into a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I clearly need. I love that she. I love that she sent that, but yeah, fabric scra- or fabric cabbage is amazing. I love it. I mean, and it makes sense. Like the little leaves of. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, little, I, I, I'm with it. I, I really look forward to making jokes about coleslaw. <laughs> Oh, oh I hate coleslaw. <laughs> fabric, fabric coleslaw. Huh? Oh my goodness. Uh, I I don't think about what that's gonna be. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna is that I'm gonna what wrap we're this calling up. Orts now maybe. I, <laughs> I don't know. That would work. Anyway, that would work. Thank, thank you very much, um, Lisa. 
Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. (laughs) And thank you for listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at VerySeriousCrafts.com. And finally, if you are a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, please leave us a five-star review on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts, because good ratings help us show up in recommendations, which helps more people who love crafting find us. Because honestly, the world wants to know about fabric cabbage, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And they could find it if they listen to this. We're spreading the good word. The good word about fabric cabbage. Yes. (laughs) Yes. By way of uh, waffle butter on mm-hmm. Instagram. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The username's cute. <laughs> it is. I like it. Cool. Oh my goodness. All right. We did it. <laughs> we did it. We did it.